Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sozo Ministries International Offices in Mbali, Uganda. My name is Scott Ingram. I'm the Apostolic Overseer of Sozo Ministries International. Today is June the 15th. You got that right. June the 15th of 2020. I can't believe the year is almost halfway over. It is getting crazy. Uh, this is your Monday message. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing well. If you tuned in last week, you uh, saw me in the Moyo refugee camps. I'm so sorry about the quality of the video and the delayedness of the video. I tried doing it live from the camps. The internet wasn't good enough. I tried doing an upload with a, a premiere broadcast. That wasn't working. So I, because I had it recorded to my phone and I was trying to do the live and it wouldn't work, um, I, I uploaded it later uh, in the evening, but uh, it was a really good trip to the refugee camps. I went with an organization called Hannah Christian Aid and a couple of representatives from Pearl Haven Christian Center. Um, the girl who runs HCA is a member at Pearl Haven. Um, we went on Saturday last week up to Gulu, and Sunday we went uh, up to Moyo, and then Monday morning started the distribution. Hannah Christian Aid, through their partnerships in Romania, were able to raise money to buy 120 tons of food. Uh, and so 50,000 of it went to Rhino Camps in Arua, which is still the most active uh, refugee camp taking in refugees. Uh, we took 70 tons to Moyo up to our partners uh, with Bishop Henry Lubajo, the Sudan Pentecostal churches, and we did a distribution there. We were in the camps for two days, uh, had to come back on Wednesday. Some of the team had other uh, programs this past week, and so uh, we were only there for the first two days of distribution. We were at three of the distribution points. Um, then all the rest of it was left with the Uganda PAG, Pentecostal Assembly of God. Um, they have uh, their humanitarian works already in the camp. They have their warehouses, and so we had partnered with them to oversee the distribution. So this was really a big inter-ministry, inter-denominational outreach. Um, the office of the prime minister uh, sent a representative to oversee what was going on with the distribution. They, they said they were very impressed. Um, usually they do not allow distributions to go on outside of UN distribution points. This was the first time they had allowed churches to do their own distributions at their place. They brought in a lot of police, highly supervised, masks had to be worn, hand washing stations, social distancing, gloves, all this stuff. Um, but they were very impressed. They said it went very well. And the, the representative from Prime Minister's office said this is how it should be. The Bible says Christians are to take care of them, you know, their, their, their own. They're to take care of other Christians. And the Bible says do good to everyone, especially those in the household of faith. And so uh, very privileged to be there checking in on the pastors that we've been training for the past few years working with. I was there in January with Kim Myers and her team from Equip Nations. We did a training. I'm hoping to go back in November and go through the discipleship uh, strategy training there. And so this was a good midway point to check in on them. How are you doing? Uh, what does it look like moving forward? 
they said really the only problems that they're having in the lockdown with the coronavirus, which hasn't reached there yet from what I understand, it hasn't reached into the camps yet, um, but they said food shortages are their main issue uh, as UN has cut their, um, their monthly supplies. There we go. Uh, they normally get 12 kilograms per person per month of posho, which is like a corn flour mix. Um, that has been cut from 12 kilograms to t uh, 8 kilograms a month, so they're essentially living on a 20-day supply for 30 days. We were able to give an extra 10 kilograms to every Christian uh, who had registered through their pastors to get this distribution. So supplementing the UN, this will help them for a couple of months. It should, anyway. Um, so I'm very privileged to do that. If you want to see pictures of all that, if you if you want to read a little bit more than what I've said here on my report, uh, that is up on the website. I, I posted the report on Saturday, I believe. So if you go to sozoministries.net, you can read all about what we did in the refugee camps. Um, but it was a very good time. I am happy to be back here in Mbali. Um, things are still uh, a little bit questionable with lockdown. We don't know... Um, there's rumors that things might lock down again. Um, so I don't know. Right now we are open and moving around. Churches still can't open though, and we still can't do big meetings. So we're still stuck in the middle. Um, we were able to have a few of our local pastors from here around in Bali. We have three churches right here close to town. We were able to have the, the pastors and a couple of other representatives come to our office on Saturday and we just spent the morning in prayer. We, we prayed about this virus, that it would miraculously disappear. We prayed uh, for our churches, for our pastors, for our supporters, for uh, revival to come in the nation at large. And so um, it was really good to see some of them and, and to be praying together, even though we can't do a full big prayer meeting. And so um, anyway, uh, what I want to share with you today is actually something I felt led to share at that prayer meeting, but I think it's applicable, um, I, so I'd like to share it publicly with everyone. Um, it comes from James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 through 4. The Bible says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it all joy when you go through various trials. And it's fair to say that in this season, the world is going through various trials. Um, normally, we put this in the, the realm of persecution of the faith. Um, but that's not what he says. He's talking about just the various trials that come uh, in life that we all face, these challenges uh, that just come at us. So the big ones right now, obviously, coronavirus. It's everywhere. Um, back in America, we've got rioting and looting and racism and autonomous zones and all of these things that are uh, sweeping the airwaves in a political election year, which makes them, you know, it, it magnifies them a hundred times over. Uh, here in Uganda, we have had you know locust invasions uh, back to back. We thought when the first one came in February that through the prayers of God's people it was turned away, but now that churches haven't been praying, the locusts are coming back. The waters in Lake Victoria are rising and damaging a lot of farmland, a lot of 
People's homes and businesses along the shores of Lake Victoria have been damaged. The Nile River is up and overflowing. There's been problems with the electrical dam. And so the, these are all trials that are going on. And again, when, when the whole world is in crisis and, and politics get involved, it's magnified. Um, but right now, I feel like a lot of Christians, especially what I'm seeing from some of you on, on Facebook, we're stuck in the middle of not knowing how do we respond. Uh, are we supposed to say something? Are we supposed to keep quiet? Are we supposed to cry? Are we supposed to, you know, go out and protest and get involved? We, we don't know. And it's just, it's a trial that the whole world is going through, but it hits us. And, and what's interesting is Paul says, count it joy when these trials come. And I'm looking at that going, it, there's not a lot of reason for joy right now. Um, I, I have talked to various ministry friends in this season, and and you know, sadly, a lot of people are really dealing with depression, uh, a sense of hopelessness. Uh, there was a, a big name pastor in the Acts twenty nine movement in the U S. My former church back in Texas was part of that. This this pastor very well-known guy committed suicide uh, about a month ago. Um, I have talked personally to some ministry leaders who are dealing with a lot of sinful temptation because of the stress, um, running to pornography, running to alcohol, um, just, you know, isolation from from others, from family members, shutting in on themselves. And, and so there, it's a season that a lot of us are going through hopelessness but what Paul says is when these trials come, you have to count it joy. Now, this is an active command. It doesn't mean trials should make us joyful, but he's saying whenever we see the trials, we should come back to the Lord and look at it and actively count it as joy because we know that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. Now, our faith is being tested right now. I mean, and let's be honest. When I've been saying for months that God's going to miraculously uh, get rid of coronavirus, he's going to miraculously take it out of the world, and there's going to be a healing revival, and now this has gone on for months and global economies are crashing, that's scary. And, and it leads to the question, rightfully so, is you know my faith wrong? Is what I have been saying wrong? But the more I keep coming back to the Lord, the more he keeps confirming to me over and over that he is going to do what he said. I just have to hold on to him. That faithfulness in the time of trial leads to steadfastness. And so that's what uh, I think many of us need to be learning in this season is not to lose hope, not to lose heart. But even when we don't know uh, when the end of, of these trials is coming, we don't see, you know, the goal line at the end of, of how much farther. You know, in American football, after every play, they tell you, okay, you need, you need five more yards, you need two more yards, um, you need, you know, sometimes it's inches uh, until you reach the goal line of where you need to be. And, and in times like this, we can't see the goal line. We don't know when God's going to lift things, when these trials are going to pass. And that's not just in this season, that's in every season of life. I mean, so many of you deal continually with financial struggles, with 
um, family issues with, uh, you know, I, I could go on and on. I don't need to. But we face trials in the course of life. And what, sorry, I said the Apostle Paul, what the Apostle James is telling us in that verse is to count it joy when trials come. Because by finding our joy in the Lord in the midst of trials, it helps us hold fast to our faith. And that, that faith that withstands testing produces steadfastness. And then when steadfastness has its full effect, you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, the, the truth is we testify that we have our inheritance in Christ. That in Him, He's our provider, He's our healer, He's our banner, He's our rock and our, our comforter, He's all these things. And we say we have everything we need in Him. And yet too many of us, especially when trials come, we lose those things. We lose uh, our inheritance in Him. We, we lose faith for our provision. We lose faith for our healing. We use faith that He is present with us. And it, it becomes a major challenge. And so uh, what I want to encourage us with this week is, is what James is saying. Listen, the trials are here. You're in the midst of trials and you're a Christian. And those things go against uh, one another because Christians have this hope in, in the full restoration of all things in God's kingdom that is present and is growing and is building until the final consummation when, when he comes and restores all people to himself restores all things back to his perfect plan, you know, judges the wickedness of the world, gets rid of sin, gets rid of the, the, the devil and his demons, all these things. And, and so for the Christian, because of our hope in Christ, the daily trials are, are contrary. But James is telling us it's in these trials that we hold stronger to our faith and that faith builds steadfastness and it's that steadfastness of refusing to turn one way or the other, refusing to turn our eyes off the Lord, refusing to give in to depression, refusing to give in to those temptations that come. Whenever we build that steadfastness of our faith, he says it will make us complete and perfect and we're going to find that we lack nothing. It's true because all things are His and He is yours. So all things are yours in Christ. Everything you need, you know, all the promises of God find their yes and amen in Him. And so uh, we just have to remain faithful. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if you're struggling right now, if you are, are dealing with depression, if you're dealing with temptations, if you're dealing with hopelessness, um, maybe you've already given in like some of these guys I've been talking to with pornography and alcohol and, you know, this just this overwhelming depression, any of those things. Listen, we would love to pray with you. We would love to serve you. You can you can leave us a prayer request at the website, sozoministries.net. Um, there's a link that says get prayer. Um, but if you really want to connect with us, you can send us a message right here on Facebook um, you can you can send us an email. The email is info at sozoministries.net. Um, you can send us an email and say, hey, I need to talk to somebody. Give us your phone number or how, your WhatsApp, how to connect with you. Um, I've, I've been doing some personal ministry with people over the phone. We would love to pray with you because hopelessness and despair is not uh, it's not your lot. It's not your inheritance. It's not where you're supposed to be if you're in Christ. Even though the trials are raging, we're supposed to have joy in Him. 
And so I just I just want to encourage you, look at him, find your joy in him, and know that he's going to get us through all of these trials. There's no reason uh, for despair uh, because we know who wins in the end. And so uh, let me pray for us now, as I always do. Uh, God, I just, I thank you, Lord, that I don't thank you that trials are happening, but I thank you that in the midst of the trials, Christians are the ones who should have the most hope, Lord, because we know the one who is the answer to all things. We know the one who is the king of, of all creation, the one who has the perfect plan and keeps everything uh, in his plan according to his will and desires. And so, Lord, we look to you, and I just ask that you would restore joy to everyone right now who's lacking, everyone who's dealing with depression and hopelessness, everyone who's dealing with sinful temptations because of the despair. Lord, we just break that off of them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we command the enemy to leave them, uh, to, to stop these tactics. He has no right, so we rebuke him in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray that you would fill your people once again with hope and joy and peace because of who you are even in the midst of trials. Lord, I pray that you would build such a strong testimony in your people of steadfastness of faith so that when the world looks at us, they would say those people, even in the midst of trial, it's as though they lack nothing. It's like they, they just have a completeness, a wholeness to their life, Lord. That's what we want. And so uh, we want to testify of your goodness. And so God, I just pray for everyone watching right now. Um, would you bless them and be with them in a special way today? It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Again, as always, if you want to connect, sozoministries.net. You can click the Get Prayer link. You can read my report from Moyo. Um, you can send us a message there. You can message us always here at on Facebook. Uh, you, can, you can leave comments, all those things. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. Um, until then, that's going to do it. I will be back with you next Monday.